Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. What's up, All-Stars? Welcome back to another episode of Skip Town. We have a very special guest with us today. She is an expert on all things Orlando, which is great because I haven't been in this area. I, for those of you that know, I lived here back in the 90s, back when University of Central Florida was still a Division III team. That's how long it's been. I'm ancient. Denise lived in Central Florida for a while and- Like six months. Six months? That's, yeah, a short time. Okay. Yeah. Six months. You're qualifying that. You're kind of saying like, I I never lived in Central Florida ever (laughs) until now. It kind of (laughs) was. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Nora Loves Orlando. I had to add that on. Your your Instagram uh, handle is... Nora Loves Orlando. Yes. I said it right. You oh, said I it right. Say it right. Yeah, Nora Love, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I'm Nora Love. I am a housing provider in Orlando. I'm many things, but housing provider is one of the things in Orlando. I have been here since 2017. Okay. I am an implant from California. Oh. I have three kids. And I love Orlando. It's been a really great place that's allowed me to establish some roots mm-hmm. and build myself up from nothing to having a pretty comfortable life out here. So I'm excited to tell you all about it. Excellent. Well, tell me um, and tell everyone listening, when did you uh, when did you come to Orlando? How, how, what year was it that you and what made you decide Orlando? So it was I believe it was late. It was around October ish of 2017. And I remember that because it was right before like a big hurricane was coming. It was my first time experiencing like hurricanes in Orlando. Irma. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what brought me out here was, well, one, I came to Florida to escape my mother. Oh, far, as far away from her. Other, you literally went to the country, the other, other end of the, side of the country. This exactly. podcast just took a whole <laughs> new direction. It really did. Oh, yeah, my gosh. The rebelliousness in me, just trying to get a, trying to spread my wings and be independent. Um, okay. So I came out here. I also I also chased a guy out, out to Florida. Mm. Oh, that will um, do it. That always that'll works out well. That'll do it. Yeah. Which, of course, didn't work out. Of course. <laughs> did and, someone chase you to Florida? Did someone, yeah. someone follow yeah. you to Florida? You up here too. That's how I ended up in L.A. To get away from, to get away from, I was like, I gotta get out of Florida. Like a lot of people end up in LA that way. Yeah, she (laughs) stayed here, I left. So, (laughs) oh, that didn't work out, did it? (laughs) Not so much. I know. It did work out in the end, honey. <laughs> See, it worked out for the best. My okay. situation worked out for the best, too. But that that you know, relationship obviously did not work out. Uh-huh, that um, one's cooked. Yeah. So I ended up out here not knowing anybody, no family, no nothing. When we broke up, um, my kids went to stay with their dad while I kind of figured out life. Mm-hmm. And I was really grateful that I was in Orlando when I was going, going through that. For yeah? Sure. Yeah. Okay. What made it so great during a tough time? Because it's easy to get a job out here. I would say that's the number one thing. Um, I stayed in a hotel where you pay weekly and I were, I bartended across the street. Oh, okay. And then I worked my way up to renting a room from a girl that went to the local college and it was a house full of college girls. I was older than all of them and it was really weird. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was able to kind of work myself up and up and up until, you know, I was able to be more independent. Okay. And so that's what I love about Orlando is it's you can get a job easily. Like right. there's no excuse for anybody to not be able to find work out here. Yeah. Um, being that it is such a booming like town. It has and there's grown so much to do. There's so many businesses that are thriving out here. Yeah. So getting a job, 
um, was fairly easy. Being able to find kind of community out here was was fairly easy. So I mean, I wouldn't say easy. It was definitely not easy, but it was accepted. Like I was able to access resources right. and figure things out um, because there's so many options out there. Right. So, right. Yeah. So you worked in the bar and restaurant industry mm-hmm. for a while, and then uh, how do you did you go right to real estate from there? Or I didn't. I job hopped for a little while. Okay. Um. I I worked in like admin for a software company for a while okay. until then COVID hit, and they were a business management software for like hair salons and tattoo shops and stuff like that. So okay. when COVID hit, all those businesses oh, shut wow. down. Right. The software companies stop selling software right. to them so i was laid off um but thankfully i have my degree in fashion from los angeles from fitum yeah oh nice. um, we were talking about that oh, before, the fashion yeah. institute of design yes. and merchandising in downtown la yes okay so what yeah. was your what was your concentration of study when you went there it was fashion design nice yeah, fashion okay. design which I love. I love arts, um, the art of it, but I hated the pattern making part because I hate math. <laughs> so oh, that part was okay. really difficult. But I got to uh, bust out my sewing machine and started making face masks for the oh, community. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I was actually able to support my family and we survived for a good three, four months. On masks. Just selling face masks. Good yeah. For you. I mean, we sold them for like five to ten dollars a pop and I delivered them to the neighbors. Sometimes I was dropping off 10, 20 at a time for like oh. a woman who was giving them to her, like the nurses and that right. work that she worked with and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. How did you get the word out? Um, Facebook. Nice. <laughs> Facebook social groups. media. Yeah. yeah. Fa- social media, Facebook Marketplace, Facebook groups. I mean, this was. So Facebook was your platform to get sale at, uh, to sell the masks. Everyone okay. was talking, you know, everybody was, the, everything was shut down. Everyone was home. So right. everyone was talking. So that was brilliant. Was online. When was the last time you had used your sewing machine prior to it that? It had been years, years, which is so sad because I loved creating, but you get into the grind of just yeah. working and surviving. Feeding yourself. Yeah. yeah. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then, but then eventually all the stores kind of picked up on it and you could, you could get a mask anywhere. Right. So nobody was going to pay $10 for one. We can get one at the Dollar Tree. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So from there, I kind of transitioned into retail management for a little while. And that's when, um, actually, a little segue to that is how I met Phil. Phil is um, I started working for, during COVID, I got really interested in politics. I never cared Everybody about did. politics. Everybody yeah, did. Everybody yeah. did. I didn't care at all about it. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. It's so depressing. But then I was like, I don't know what's going on. I need to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started really paying attention. And then I started paying attention to local politics and found out there was a commissioner that was running for real or running for re-election. Yeah. And I got involved. I reached out to her. I was like, I want to volunteer. What can I do? So I ended up working on her campaign. Nice. It was amazing. You really got involved. You weren't just watching like MSNBC or the local news. You <laughs> literally got what inspired what about her inspired you to do something like that? Because she was the only woman that was running against five men for Orange County Commissioner wow. of District 5 in Orange County. Okay. And she was the only woman and she was a Latina woman and I was really inspired by what she was doing, what she was saying, um, and I wanted to learn more. And it was great. She really welcomed me with open arms. I got to know her and her family. It was Myra Uribe for uh, District 3. Okay. Did she win? She did win. Yeah. Oh, she won nice. in October of 2020. Okay. And that's how I met Phil. Phil worked with her husband, and so he was around quite a bit during that time. And then eventually, like, I ended up working with him on some other projects. That's who we cool. were all on ESPN with. Myra mm-hmm. was a host on the show with us. Oh, okay. She oh. was a host as well. Yeah. Nice. It's such a small – like, that's another thing I love about Orlando. It's really such a small town. 
like yeah. the locals, eventually you end up knowing someone who knows the same person, like no matter what industry you're in. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that had to be a really big change coming from Los Angeles. It was. Yeah. L.A. is definitely a lot busier, a lot like there, it's such a melting pot. It's a lot more congested um, than Orlando is for sure. And it doesn't have the same sense of community. There's a lot of division out yeah. there yeah. where it is different like that out here. There's a yeah. lot of there's less competition and more collaboration. Right. Yeah. Right. So mm. after you helped out with her campaign, why didn't you just get a job working for her? I decided I hated politics. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Going through that made me hate politics. I saw a lot of ugly sides of a lot of grown-ups that I was like, ooh, I don't like that, that okay. look on people. Yeah. And I'm a very positive person, and, you know, it's, for me, I really care about helping people. And, right. Um, there's a lot of, you have to sort of ride that fine line of empathy, but also play, like, the political game. And I couldn't, I can't do it. Right. right. <laughs> You're just empathy. You're yeah. Yes. It can make you cynical. For Very sure. much so. And yeah. it's, and I'm not one to back down from a fight either. And there are some grown adults that are very vicious in that world. Yeah. And it's in order to like rise above it, which is something Myra is great at is rising above that and not letting it get to her. Uh-huh. I let it get to me. Right. <laughs> and I'm just, I just know it's not, I don't have thick enough skin for that world. Right. So yeah. her husband w- worked at ESPN and mm-hmm. okay, that's, that's okay. I just want to make sure that I got that right. So yeah. that's how that's how you met Phil and mm-hmm. all of that um okay so you do have to be thick skin for politics mm-hmm. but I also think you have to be really thick skin for real estate yes okay yeah, so <laughs> explain this to me how you jump from one to the other and it is like well in the software sales I realized I'm really good at sales mm-hmm. um even though I honestly don't like sales it just turns out I'm very good at selling things and right. marketing myself and marketing a product and so then that's my dad was also in real estate in Los Angeles when I was a kid um, and it just, it spoke to me for the reasons that I could stay at home with my kids. I could have control of my schedule. That was kind of the dream that was, right. I fed into. Um, and then, yeah, it was really hard to get my license. It was very stressful, um, but I did it. And I joined a really great team that I was able to help build the empire team, um, help build from the ground up. And the experience was great as far as the, the motivating, like the team and the training and all the things right. that went into it. Stepping out into the world itself, whole different world, <laughs> whole different world from yeah. the training, from the like anything, every, everything you learn. It's very like, cutthroat. Yeah. It's yeah. very it's 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 hard. It's for sure hard. Um, and I had a handful of sales uh, my first year and I really, really, really worked hard for those sales. Mm-hmm. Um, but what kind of made me step back a little bit and go into a different direction was because of how difficult it was and the the money is not guaranteed. Right. And so that's what was hard for me. It does seem like, and we're going to go into all things Orlando, but just to you know touch on that a little bit. To me, it seems as a real estate agent, you could pour so much money into mm-hmm. one deal and it could be before signing day and it falls out. And yeah. all that money yeah. you, you spent, because I mean, it's I don't know time, if people yeah. realize you spend money on marketing materials. Yes. You spend money on your clothes. You spend money on your car. You spend money the whole day you spend with buyers, driving yeah. them around, taking them out to lunch. Yeah, I mean, buy snacks for open houses. Everything. And oh. I got I got my license in October of 2021. And so that was kind of at the height of like the housing boom out here. Yeah. Yes. Where and it, I the crazy thing about housing boom was sellers were making ridiculous amounts of money. They could list their house for whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And there was 20, 30 offers in 24 hours, right. you know, over over asking and all of that. And that made it easy for a lot of real estate agents that were already in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer agents, it was a little bit harder because there was a yeah. lot more competition. 
there was you had to do a lot more work. You had to be ready with your your listing packets and you know going to the um, listing appointments and but already knowing you're one of ten agents they've already right. talked to you like. There's a lot of footwork, a lot of like behind the scenes that goes into it. And yeah, you're right. There's no guarantee. I had more than one deal blow up on me the week of closing, the day before closing. Oh. And as a mom, like when you're, that's your only job. Yeah. It's really hard to, to go through that's that. That's tough pill to swallow. Yeah. yeah. And there was a lot of really great agents who are doing amazing now that really did well for themselves. But the caveat there is most of them didn't have kids. Right. Most of them had the ability to um, invest thousands of dollars to Zillow and to marketing. Right. So that was a huge part of it too, was paying Zillow for your uh -huh. leads. And yeah. that was a big part of like when that was really booming. Um, and it snowballed from there for a lot of people. And right. they were able to kind of keep riding that yeah. success for me. It was a fight. It was an uphill battle from the very beginning for every dollar I made. Sure. And it just got to be a little bit too much. Um, so I pivoted into leasing. Leasing. Which, yeah. So you're a leasing like. agent? Yes. So okay. while I still have my real estate license, I can still um, help someone buy a home. Mm -hmm. I focus primarily on leasing and helping okay. people rent. Because while you have 10% of the world that's out there that's looking to buy, the other 90% needs a house, they yeah. need a home, they need an apartment, they need a roof over their head, and they're all looking to rent. And right. so for me, that just made more sense. Do, yeah. you, do you focus more on apartments or homes or both? Both, but mostly apartments, okay. mostly because of what the local people can afford, like right. what's realistic for them. It's yeah. a, the larger majority of people out there are looking for apartments. They're mm -hmm. looking for affordable apartments, which is really hard right now with um, so many people moving down here from New York, from California, right. from other places that are insanely expensive. We are more reasonable than those places, but they're coming down here in droves and that's yeah. just driving the rental rates up. Yeah. I have a question. So you mentioned something about 2021 having a boom here. Mm -hmm. Was that due to COVID you think or something else? Like what made 2021 have a boom? It was really the interest rates dropped quite a bit. James and I have this back and forth because I, whenever we go into a city and we, we meet with real estate agents, nine out of 10 times they'll say to us that um, the boom was caused by people fleeing the cities and mm -hmm. wanting more space. Um, so he says it's actually not know, true, but, but she's been... not saying, she said it was interest rates. Okay, so you don't even need to talk about <laughs> it you. anymore. Okay? I, it was, just to be clear, just to finish my side of the conversation, yeah. like we've been in some towns and cities where it's like, it was not COVID that made people move or, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, and you look up the actual statistics and it's grown like 0.01% Stop it. in three no, years. No, that's not true. Like, that's on. not true. It's, I'm no. just, my a whole point was it's not Florida, every though. town. Okay, see, repeat, I agree with repeat that. that. A, repeat lot that. People, a lot of people moved to Florida because of the politics down here. Political reasons. Yes. Okay. I know. That's I wasn't, way so, different than COVID. It is. So, yeah. so this might be an anomaly. Okay, because every place else we've been to, Florida been is COVID. always an anomaly. When it, it is comes true. To the it really is. True. is. <laughs> so it really okay, is. so interest rates were dropping, and mm -hmm. people were coming to Florida for. You're saying the politics? Is the weather ever involved? Because to me, I'm like it's hot everywhere a now. Bonus. Okay. The weather's a bonus. The people that were coming here were coming from places where the politics were causing the COVID restrictions to be like more strict. Oh, yeah. And okay. when you think about that, it was mostly boomers that were coming yeah. down, fleeing governments that were making you wear masks and making right. you do things. Yeah, because DeSantis just let it all hang out when you guys were- Exactly, yeah, uh -huh. it was a free for all. It yeah. was, yeah. So people were, they were moving here like crazy um, because of that, because of the right. less restrictions. And they were coming from places where they were used to paying much larger prices for housing. Yeah. So they were willing to get in quickly. They were willing to offer over asking. And as soon as people started doing that, it just 
threw oh. everything out. Yeah. So you yeah. had that you had that fight here too, the over asking. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, you're talking. You put a listing on the market in 24 hours. You've got 10 offers. Five of them are all cash and thirty thousand dollars over asking. Wow! Like, how long did that? How long did that go for? At least a year, maybe getting into the late like twenty twenty two around there. Whoa! Kind of started to slow down. I would say holy this year. cow! Yeah. Mm. So for almost so it started in twenty twenty one. So you almost had a year and a half, let's say, or two years yeah. of over asking cash offers. Yeah, for sure. And what areas? Like, let's talk about Orlando. So when it comes to uh, properties where people want to buy. Where is it? Like everyone so, just thinks Orlando is only Disneyland, yeah. only Universal. Orlando, so what's funny is Disney World and all that's not technically even in Orlando. Technically, that's Kissimmee, okay. which is a totally different county. Orlando is mostly Orange County. Right. Um, that's Osceola County, which is outside of Orange County. So it's adjacent. It's not right. exactly Orlando. But um, definitely Kissimmee was a big area because everybody, like the people that were in New York and California that are Googling Orlando yeah. were places to live. They're being pushed towards the touristy areas. Okay. So definitely those areas, um, definitely like places like Winter Park. Okay, so the, explain where Winter Park is, where it's located, and how much it costs to live there. I know Winter yeah. Park, so but for the listeners, what what is Winter Park exactly? So Winter Park is maybe the closest you're going to get to like Beverly Hills of yeah. Los An- of Los Angeles. Yep. Um, so it is in Orlando, and it's just it's the more upper class area. Right. It's actually one of the older areas too. So the the um houses and everything out there like it's they're older in yeah. general the whole area is older and so i know there was a lot of a lot of fights with like winter park versus the other areas around like lake baldwin and all of that as to what can, what is actually winter park and what is not right um it's more old money it is it's old money for yeah. sure it's deeply rooted and people who do not want to leave <laughs> when so. my buddy and i came down in like 93 1993 i just i hate saying that uh, because it makes you're 100 so years old, old okay? But, you're 100. Uh, when we came down, we actually found an apartment complex. I would say it's Winter Park adjacent. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went in. This place was so nice. And we did the math. And we were like, okay, we can afford the rent. I think we can afford the rent and all this. And he looked at me at one point And, you know, we were given, like, sort of hand-me-down furniture to move yeah. down here and everything. And he's like, I just, I can't imagine taking that little ratty couch up the stairs of this nice place. He goes, I just don't know if Winter Park is a place for us right now in our lives. And he was so right. I mean, looking back on it, it's always been that way. But isn't like Altamont Springs is nice? Uh, Altamont correct me Springs if I'm wrong. Nice. Yeah, there's there's definitely some areas that are like on the outskirts, like over by UCF. That's you know oh, okay. Oviedo area. Those are those are some nicer, more suburban okay. neighborhoods that are great for families and things like that. Um, so as far as Orlando goes, there's so many little like cities and little yeah. sectors. Like you've got the Milk District, the Hourglass District. Um, okay. Mills, but those are more like the city. Right. Like the closer you get to downtown Orlando, the more you're in more of a city vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's more and hipster. I, I more don't remember any of those places being called. Nope, they were not that at all. This is something new. Here. There was no yeah. hourglass. There was Church dishes. Street, yeah, and that was it. There was Lake Eola and Church Street. That was, yeah. it. that was it. That was it. Yeah. Now so. you've got all these little sectors kind of popping up all over yeah. the place. So when people are coming from New York, do they? Okay, let's go back to that. What is it? Still, it's Kissimmee. It's Winter Park. That's so it's kind of a mixture. It depends on who it is, because if you're coming from a place where you have money, you're used to, you know, mm. high, more luxury, 
then then yes, then definitely um, Winter Park Apopka is another one. Okay. Um, Altamont Springs, like you were saying, over in the Oviedo area. Um, and then if going even a little bit further out to the coast, like Melbourne, oh yeah, uh, Cocoa, oh. the Cape Canaveral area. Wow, Cocoa, so great. Yeah, those are beautiful areas. Very yeah. almost like undiscovered. A lot of people don't know as much about those like areas when they're coming out here. It's the closest to the beach. Oh, is that it's, right? It's not like fully saturated yet. Not kind of yet. Thing? No, it's actually wow. the one area that's not. Huh. And it's kind of interesting because people haven't discovered it there. I think they think it's more bougie than it is. Right. Wow. But it's really not. Okay. Like you can get That's the, some insider info yeah, there. Some insider. Uh, yeah. You should go check it out. The Cocoa area, Cocoa Beach, Cocoa area, Cape Canaveral in general. Um, Titusville is another good area. Oh, yeah. Mims. Right. They're really close to the water, mm-hmm. but they the prices there are much cheaper. Like it's much less expensive to live out there right. and people just don't know it yet. Let's talk about where all the athletes live. Dr. Phillips, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So Dr. Phillips area is. And there was never a Dr. Phillips in the 90s. There yeah. was no. So I don't. Does I think Shaq it was just. still live there? Does Shaq still live there? I don't know. That's Tiger Woods lived there. in Windermere. Sha- oh, he did live in Windermere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. Tell us. like the Hidden Hills, maybe? Yes. Like yes. Yeah. It's definitely more private, more like the gated community or like the gated housing, like the private rows. I always say you can tell the more expensive an area is when there's no sidewalks. So oh, like, true. As the sidewalks start to go away, yep. that's when they're like, we don't want you here. <laughs> we, don't, Ooh, got it. we don't want people walking yeah, we don't want in these neighborhoods. That's yeah. true. That's and very so that's true. Definitely Dr. Phillips area. Um it's it's that's a very an area that's very saturated in like the arts and, and culture okay. and, and things oh. like that. It has like the Dr. Phillips Theater over in that area. So it's yeah, that's a bougie area. Name sure. names. Who lives over there? Do you know I have, no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I know it's a lot of athletes live there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like, anybody what, like that... magic players and so or like yes. magic players yes. and all that. I'm sure they do. I don't know sports at all, so what? I can't tell you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean I, I went to my first like Orlando City soccer game and magic game just last year, which was a blast. Oh, you did? oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So tell us some of the hip areas, the popular areas of Orlando. Like James said, when we were here in the nineties it was just Church Street and Lake Yule. Lake oh, Yule my gosh. Was, it was like Red Bug Road, right, uh, led to the campus. Yeah. And there was nothing there nothing. when I lived there. Yeah. It was like marshland. So let's oh talk gosh. about like age groups. So if you're, let's say, 15 to 20, where do you hang? 20 to 30, where do you hang? Like over 40, where do you hang? Because yeah. I feel like Orlando is really different pockets and it it's is. with with regards to age it definitely is um, yeah. and also it, you still have a huge convention community like yes so that to me is like oh stay away from that area of town because that's just like tourist hell a hundred percent all right lay it down like where do people so go for like the locals if you're in like the 15 to 20 age range definitely um universal city walk the um, Disney Springs area, mm-hmm. I drive. Those are some of the more popular areas because okay. they have all of the fun stuff to do. You've right. got Ripley's, you've got the the And wheel. the locals still go there. The locals still go there, yeah, 100%. Because okay. that's where like all the really fun stuff is, all kind of concentrated yeah, in the, one place. teenagers can run around. and Yeah, if you're a teenager, you can get dropped off in one place, walk the whole street, have a blast, you yeah. know, get picked up at the end of the block and like have had dinner and and snacks and seen a movie and done all the okay. different right. fun things that to makes do. sense yeah. it's a fun thing even for families you know if you're just looking for something fun to do um there's i mean it you have to battle traffic for sure you yeah. have to kind of plan ahead for a lot of those places and know that you where you're going to park in advance right. you know know where you're it going. sounds like hell on earth to me let's <laughs> talk about the 20s <laughs> let's move, moving on <laughs> we're past the curve on yeah. teenagers and all I that i like so. disney springs i've okay, been there good. i like but disney yeah, but springs you gotta plan ahead for yeah. that because that's like yeah is 
For adults, though, it gets it gets to be a little taxing. Yeah. For sure. Where where do the where do the young hipsters, the twenty year olds, hang out? Where does everybody? So there's go? a lot of different little pockets of areas. So like like the districts, like the Hourglass District, the Milk District. Okay. There's bars and nightclubs and restaurants and venues that are all in those little districts. Right. And so it's like if you're a local and that's kind of your area. That's where you go. You can bounce in and you out. You can bounce around. Yeah. And is that in Orlando proper or is that in Kissimmee That's or in a pop Those are in Orlando. Okay. So those are on the outskirts of downtown Orlando. Okay. okay. So like you have the Soto district where there's, that's kind of more of your, where all the grocery stores are and okay. the Target and the, like the, all the restaurants, all the fast food restaurants. There's a lot of apartment living there okay. um, where there's a lot of apartments that are great for affordable for people mm -hmm. who are looking. Okay. And it's um, public transit accessible. Okay. So that's a really good area. How for, is that for situation people. here? Public transit. It, it, like if you're living in the suburbs, is it difficult to get downtown? It can be. Yeah, yeah it can be because there's less stops and there's less routes available. Right. Um, and no matter what, if you're taking public transportation, be prepared for a long trip, you know, okay. an hour more than what you would expect. It's in like a car, LA in sure. that regard. Then. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's so that there's also Thornton Park, which is right outside of downtown Orlando as well, which is kind of a um, there's the Thornton Park wine walk that they have once okay. a month. And so that's kind of like your hipster. Once sort a of, month. That's a lot of wine. It is a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's the third Thursday of every month. And so all of the businesses in that area um, set up tables outside usually. Okay. And you, you pay one price and you get a cup and you get to walk and you get wine from nice. every location. So the businesses participate. Um, everybody. Sometimes the local people in the houses in the area will sit outside and give out wine <laughs> are you serious oh yeah. that's fun yeah it's oh a my lot gosh. of fun there's restaurants there's um they also do like they have tents and people come and pop up like artists and vendors oh and stuff. And that's thornton park that's the, that's the very park cool yeah, okay it's a lot of fun they'll do like a little um kind of farmer's market type thing but also the well, we have to do that Okay, we have to do the Thornton Park. It's a walk. lot of Sold. fun. Okay, yeah. yeah, and that's where like it's a very easy date night or very easy like you know because it's local. It's very low key. Like it's not you're not it doesn't have tourists, so it's not going to be it. like crazy. Um, so that's a really fun one. Lake Yola Park is another really fun yeah. one. So that's still there. Okay, there's just a lot more. The to lake do is now. still there. Yeah. Oh, that's it's good. beautiful. I was it there. Is very pretty. I was just I was there probably like it was in February when we had friends come. We went and saw. Bruce Springsteen play yep. and we walked around the park. Okay. There are apartment buildings that never were there before. Yeah. I need to know because it is beautiful. I mean, before it was so basic. Now mm -hmm. it's not basic. Uh, yeah. How much are those apartments around that lake? Ooh, okay. So the lowest priced one bedroom apartment that I have in that area is I believe $14.99. That's not bad. Um, not bad, but it goes all the way up to $18.99. So okay. it kind of depends. And when we say $14.99, we're talking like 550 square feet. Ooh, so okay. I take big. that back. That's <laughs> yeah. small. Okay. So I was thinking 900 square feet. Right. Yeah. Oh. And then okay. in the $18.99 range is more in the 780 square feet. So, oh my I mean, gosh, you're not bedrooms. even hitting a thousand square feet no. for almost two grand. Right. And these are one bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. How wow. much is a two bedroom? So Around a two Lake bedroom, Yola. At least $19.99 to $21 at least okay. and it depends I, like on the square footage do you have a balcony what's the view like there's a lot of factors involved um, as to how what that price range is but yeah it's got up it. there it's definitely getting up there mm, i gotta think about whether i can afford an apartment if you kick me out <laughs> you cannot i promise you i can tell you right now like I think that's the number one driving force and like the the cohabitating yeah you know even people who are not in relationships everyone is looking for roommates right now oh wow. that's just more of like the standard is it's a lot harder for people to live alone yeah mm -hmm. yeah 
So in your line of work, I know in the past, this was not the case, but since cohabitating is such a big part of the leasing world, do you find, is your company helping people meet for roommates? Do you find roommates? You know what's it's interesting is on my own, I was I wanted to facilitate that. I was oh, like, this is a great untapped market. But then someone brought up all the liability issues to yeah. me and how people sometimes just don't get along and they would love to have somebody to blame for you know, problems oh, okay. for that. So it's such a huge liability issue, which is why I think so many property management companies and other people don't want don't, yeah, they don't mess that. with it. Yeah. They'll, they just, you know, it's one thing to have a website right. where you can say you can match up with each other and kind of take it from there. Yeah. But I think for the liability issues, but if somebody could figure out a solution to right. eliminate the liabilities, like that would be a genius market yeah. to tap into. It would be harder to do it in the real world, I guess, because when you sign up for an app, they have like, you know, 500 paragraphs of disclaimers yeah. and all that. And when you say, I agree, then, you know, it sort That's of absolves it, right? them from any responsibility. Yeah. Whereas if you're a person in the real art and <coughs> entity. There needs to be something like a dating app, like Bumble or something, but for roommates. I agree. Yeah. One, I was just going to say, sorry, I coughed, totally interrupted you. you. Did, so totally. sorry. Sorry, it's okay. Uh, what right. I was going to say is why can't there be a roommate app? Like There should be. Nora. I think I this should be your next there thing. There are roommate apps. I just need to find an app right? developer. Yeah, I imagine there can't. It's 2023. So. There have to be roommates. Mm -hmm. Wait, when was the last time you looked for a roommate? Phil, Seriously. is there a roommate app? Your last Phil. roommate of was me. Of course there is. Phil knows, Phil knows all things. Your last there's, roommate was me. Room, I feel like there's nothing 1998. that's trustworthy enough, though. You know, like there's yeah. nothing that has the the trust that like the dating <gasps> okay. apps do. So forget a dating, forget dating apps. You can be a matchmaker for roommates. So look, there are people yes. that are matchmakers for partners. That's true. And what's the liability there? Like there's got the liability has got to be the like same. a lot of work and not a lot of profit. No, Seriously. no. I think that would I'm be. I'm shooting a, holes in this business. I don't know why. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> if you pay thousands of dollars to be a matchmaker to find your future husband, then you just pay hundreds of dollars to find your future roommate. Because some people will stay in an apartment for three, four years. And if they have a roommate that's willing to go the distance, yeah. I would pay $300 if a person like Nora were to say to me, I will find you the most perfect roommate you Problem solved. Just move in. I'll pay. You know, I'll pay three hundred dollars for that. Like Match.com. Yeah, kind but of. Like but like an actual, but a person, person, not a not an app, an actual person, which would eliminate a lot of um, problems. Like for example, the this great segue for the the scams, the rental scams that are going around, and so oh, many people okay. are dramatically affected. I've them. heard about these rental scams. What are they? Because to me, it seems like. How are you getting scammed on a yeah. rental? Like, what is it? Well, tell me what yeah, this don't is. You have to show yeah, don't you have to show stuff? I don't understand. So, I mean, people right now are just so desperate to find affordable apartments that if you see a listing online that says you can find a one bedroom apartment for $1,000 right. and you call up the phone number and they say, sure, you have to pay me $100 to tour the apartment, right. just to tour the apartment. Or they say, go ahead and fill out this little application really quick and then pay the $100 deposit. Right. And then we'll give you a code to go and get into the apartment and tour the apartment. And people pay the money. They get the code. Sometimes they actually get to tour the apartment by themselves. No and, way. Mm -hmm, sometimes the code works. They get into the apartment. They look around. They say, great, I want to move in. And the person might send them even a lease. They might send them a lease that's a couple pages long, basic information. They'll uh -huh. be like, oh, no, we don't do credit checks. We don't do background checks. You're good. Um, and then that's it. And then they, they show up this and they find insane. out. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they show up and find out. What do they find out? There's Tell different me. levels. So they, they, they get there and all of a sudden the code's not working. They can't get in. They can't, they don't know who to call. They get a hold of the property management team and the property manager says, oh, that person that showed, let you into the apartment right. is currently being evicted. They gave <gasps> you their It was code. their apartment. 
Mm-hmm. No. And it was their apartment. So they got your deposit. They yeah. got your security. They got all of it. And now they have blocked you. They've ghosted. You, and, and usually they'll have you pay through them or cash app or something like that. Right. It's really hard to fight those and yeah. get that money back. Yeah. So and then they disappear. And then that. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. So that's that one. Is crazy. That's brilliant. God, yeah. you know, thieves are so we creative. We should start doing that with our house. <laughs> stop it, James. <laughs> it would work. Just have oh people show up Wait, and pay money. Yeah. Stop, stop right and now. Some people Wait, don't how do you even figure it out? How do you figure this out? Like, hold on. This could happen yeah. to literally any single person. How do you figure this out? Yeah. Well, I mean, and some people don't even make it that far. Some people will just pay $100 to um, set an appointment to tour it, and right. then the person just disappears and never follows up with Right, because they can get 10 people that mm-hmm. week. That's $1,000 they made. That's exactly what happened. And just give and them the code. If you're looking to get an apartment for $1,000, $100 is a lot of money yeah. to lose on one of these it things. Is. Especially oh. if you're doing it multiple times. So you have people, I've, I've dealt with people who have been crying on the phone saying that they've lost thousands of dollars in application fees just from applying places. Are you kidding? Yeah. Wow. Like and after the first time, wouldn't mm-hmm. they be a little more like, hey. You would think so. But then I guess people are desperate. When they're desperate, they're more So you guys don't require that up front to see a place? like, like a, a legitimate a property legitimate, management right. company is not going to ask for any money out of pocket for you to look at an apartment. There's no like application fee? There is an application fee. So once you've seen the apartment and you're happy with it, then yeah, you should expect to pay an application fee to apply. Um, But previous to that, you should not be paying any money to view the apartment. You should not be required to pay money to apply before viewing the apartment. And so the best way that I tell people to avoid this and to just kind of vet these places out, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So if you're seeing an apartment on Facebook Marketplace is a huge like It's a no-no? That's it. That's one where, and I have listings on Facebook Marketplace. So if you see a one bedroom in one town for $1,200, $1,300, and then all of a sudden you see another one for $800. Right. Probably fake. I'm still yeah. trying to wrap my head around. I'm so sorry. I have to go back to this because she's I'm... trying to run this gam in her head <laughs> yeah. right now and how it can work out for her. This is this is a Chicago in her. This is just we have to go through this. Periodically. There's a little level of respect. <laughs> there's for always an angle. Yes, there's there always is. an angle. I mean, yeah. Somebody came yeah. up with this thing. I just oh, yeah. I let her so run through the paces <laughs> and everything, and then okay. So hold on. I just need to know this. Okay. You will pay your security deposit because you've already seen this apartment. Mm-hmm. It is empty. You've walked in. You know where you're putting your couch, yeah. what, where the kids' bedrooms are going. Mm-hmm. You pay the security deposit. Mm-hmm. You have a move-in date set in place. You might have even signed But this could be anybody. You don't yeah. actually, like, how would I know? This could be anybody. This yeah. is impossible. And there are places that do virtual tours. So that sometimes is a thing. It's There should be certain steps that are taken. So if the price is too low and you're like, this is a steal, it sounds amazing, I would, that would be my first red okay, flag. Okay, that's right. it. So that's that would, the one. Okay. That would definitely be my first okay. red flag. Um, Once you have the address, another thing that I like to tell people to Ooh. do is go to the property appraiser website for the county uh-huh. that the apartment or the house is in and put the address in and see who the owner is and see if you can like cross-reference that to make sure the person who's actually like, even if the, it's a property management company right. or something, you can at least look them up and see what other listings that they have. Yeah. And kind of sometimes you can find the real listing mm-hmm. and see that that listing has a totally different price on the main website uh, than it does on the listing you found. This is so insane. I'm because there's no even way of fighting this in small claims court because yeah. those people use burner phones. They're gone. Uh, they're gone. They're gone. You guys, the this deal. is like insane. Yeah, yeah. this is insane. And it's it's a big business. 
that happens a lot. When did it start? I've never heard of this. You know, I would imagine that when social media became such a big thing, because that's, you know, anybody who the scammers are already scamming. They were doing it way before social media. Craigslist. Yeah. Exactly. Craigslist was always a big one. So as soon as you get Facebook Marketplace, any like platform where you can sell things, you can offer goods or services, Mm -hmm. there's going to be scams. Where do legitimate rent owners um, Apartment leasing. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry, Legitimate property management companies? I'm a single person. I own a Mm -hmm. building, me. not So where would I? Like, if I'm legitimately renting, like, where do real people who are honest and they really have a rental... Where do they go then if it's not Facebook Marketplace? You're saying Facebook Marketplace, be careful. Just where be do you, careful, Where yeah. do you go where it's not Facebook? Where's the I legitimate mean, place? Honestly, the best thing you can do is put a bandit sign outside of your house with that just says for rent with the phone Are number. you serious? That is old school. It's old school, but it's the most successful way to get legitimate renters. Because even anybody who's scrolling the internet, you have people who are going to be driving around neighborhoods mm-hmm. looking for those signs. Mm-hmm. And like really? I get more phone calls from those signs than I do from people online. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So definitely bandit signs. Those are those are huge. I would say don't, you know, shy away from Facebook Marketplace, but just make sure you have all of your information in the description. So that like, is there anything that they could ask this person that's the scammer to know that they're getting scammed? Okay, we already know that the rent is cheap. So Mm -hmm. that's the first red flag. Was there anything they can ask this person to bust them? I would definitely start asking more details about utilities, if utilities are included, um, who the electric company is with, um, just like the specific details. Oh, that's about a good one. The apartment itself. Okay, I almost got scammed on an Airbnb and I knew immediately it was a scam. So I asked him, I said, what's the name of the school across the street? Mm-hmm. And he goes, I don't know. And I go, you own the house. How do you not know? Yes, definitely okay. asking about yes. the neighborhood, the community around it. Um, little specific things like that for sure. But I, I still think the safest thing to do is property appraiser website. As soon as you have the address, like yeah. look it up, see who the owner is. And try to get in touch with the owner? Either, at least Google the owner's name and see if they have any other properties. And then yeah. usually if it's fake, you can find a real listing. You can find the actual house or the apartment and right. see if it's even listed online. Yeah. Um, oh. You can call somebody and double check. But usually that's what it is, is you'll find the real listing and the real price. And then you'll see that, like, okay, this has got to right. be fake. Because the real listing says 1500 This one says 900 Right. And the last thing oh, is, if they're asking for money one. up front before you've seen anything. Yes, for that's sure. That's probably a huge if red flag. Communication is only via text or email. That's a big one. If you can't get a hold of them on the phone and actually speak to somebody to ask mm. all of your questions, that's a big one. Um, and then, yeah, if they're oh. asking for any money. Okay, so... Talking on the phone, generally, they don't want to do. Because, yeah, they don't want to do that. They're not going to be able to answer all of your questions. Right. And usually if it's somebody that one. is in another country, because you have people from a totally different country that are looking at current active listings, and they're like, oh, this is a great one. Let me steal these photos and yeah. make a fake listing and see how many people I can That's get. what happened to me on yeah. the Airbnb. That's exactly what they stole the listings. And then it's interesting because I called my girlfriend Brianna, who sold our house in LA. And I said, I think this is a fake Airbnb. She's like, oh, let me look it up right now. She says, what's the owner's name? And she's a real estate agent. So Mm -hmm. she can do her whatever behind the scenes. She goes, well, the owner here says it's like, you know, Joey, blah, blah, blah. And this guy was like, Philip, da, da, da. And so, and so then she said, I'm sorry. (laughs) And Uh uh, sure enough, she she went on the property. She did. And then she said, there's an email for them. So I emailed the, Mm -hmm. the owner, Joey, and he said, 
no, we live in this house. I said, they're using you yeah. on Craigslist. He goes, I know. He's like, people have shown up at our house at yeah. like two in the afternoon. Oh like, my oh, gosh, that's so yes. scary. That was, that to, was, to be yeah. there, to be there. Wow. Like, people I remember are that was in. a thing for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was a Craigslist thing Denise too. is so happy right now. She looked at me, like her eyes lit up when you said, you just get on the phone and call them because... I'm totally text <laughs> and email guy. You I'm totally going to get scammed. scammed. You're going to get like, catfished. Denise You're is the get type scammed. of person she's like, just call Delta Airlines. And I'm like, oh my God, that, yeah. that sounds I like. I would definitely prefer text no. or call than to have to call somebody. I love calling. Yeah, I know she does. That's so funny. She loves to get somebody on the uh -huh. phone. I love calling. I'm going to be that old person at the U at the um, postal office. Mm -hmm. The post When you stand in line, you have yeah. the old person who's like asking the girl, Shirley, how was your weekend? Yeah. That's me. That's going to be me. I love talking to people. She keeps her a little handwritten phone book right next yeah. to her checkbook in her purse. <laughs> I mean, but even with texting and email, I would just tell people to do your research because in Google, yeah. you can put phone numbers and emails in Google and put the word scam. And yeah. if it's ever been used in any type of scam or anyone's ever reported them or talked about them online, you'll find some information. Right. Oh, so wait, repeat that. If anyone missed that, literally repeat mm -hmm. what you just said. You put in their address and you then can what do you put? put in an address, uh, an email address, the physical address of the property, their phone number. The phone number they're texting you from. Yep. And, and I would put the word scam after that in the Google search bar. Yeah. And if there's anything associated with that number, email or address and any other scams on the internet, you'll find it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, good one. Good information. Okay, that's really good. All right. Well, that sucks about Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about the good things about Orlando. <laughs> I think that scam's going on everywhere. There. Oh, I know. But I don't think that's just subjected to Orlando. No, I know. Yeah. I'm I mean, but on the, on the upside, there are plenty of communities there's new builds everywhere i mean they're are yeah. there oh they're clearing so my um my boyfriend's parents have been living here for 36 something years and they they live in an area off of uh, conway and hoffner so if you're local you kind of know what the conway area is mm -hmm. it's also older i wouldn't say old money because they're not necessarily wealthy people but they are people that, that have been fortunate enough to own a home for 30 plus years. Right. Got it. Um, and right now those homes are probably in the 400 to $600,000 range. As okay. Good, but they all were purchased for like $50,000. Exactly. Uh -huh. yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, it's an area that is slowly de is developing more and more every week. There's like a new shopping center and a new apartment community, a new road. Um, and his dad always talks about how it was, there was nothing there when he was a kid and there's so much there now, but any bits of like Land like lots of land and acres of land, they're clearing out, and there's new it's all developments everywhere. Florida's yeah. huge in development right now. Yeah, they loved it. They yeah. loved it back in the nineties. It, it hasn't changed from <laughs> what I can see. I mean, so much is yeah. built up. So I mean, that's um, on the plus side. If you're looking to move here, there's plenty true. of opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. I have a question. In my experience, when I lived here, and again, it was just for a short period of time. I Six found... months, hon. We know. Okay, Don't stop worry. it. <laughs> I found it to be. You mentioned something about you can get a job easily. I agree with you, but I always felt the pay was never. You couldn't make a living here. Mm -hmm. Like you had, like as a young person, it was so difficult. So yeah. you're a mom with three kids. You come with a design degree. You're not doing design. So tell me, like, on your honest thoughts on like, have, have are the pay is the pay better? Because I have to be honest with you. The pay, everyone said, is commensurary. Am I saying Commensurate. That? Thank you. With, like, the food you're paying, um, the the prices of houses. Okay, yeah. 
Florida is expensive. I mean, you, I don't care what anyone says. It's not the savings it used to be, that's for sure. Going to a restaurant is just as expensive Mm -hmm. as most places. It's not quite New York and LA, but it is pricey. Housing is not cheap anymore. Gas is expensive here. It's less than New York. Old folks are going to Alabama now. Yes, it's true. Like we're hearing and we're seeing a trend of people now retiring in other places because Florida is not the retirement. But Alabama is supposedly the new place where people are going because it is Your money will last. Yes. So, Nora, what is the pay like here for people? So, unfortunately, it's not gotten any better. The oh. average salary is between $30,000 and $32,000. Wow. Being that I process applications every single day, I see a variety of different income streams. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a large um, portion of people who are working 40 plus hours a week, but they're only clearing $28,000, $29,000, maybe thirty-two. dollars How can wow. you survive in this city then? And when you think about it, most apartment communities are looking for three times the rent. And mm. when you do that math, nobody's making that. And it's just, it's unfortunate because that puts a lot of people in a category where they have to have co-signers and then they're forced to cohabitate or have roommates or have relationships because they need that dual income. Right. Um, and so while I'm grateful that you can easily get a job here, there's so many restaurants, so many grocery stores, yeah. so many places, most people have more than one job. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that explains it. Because I ask him all the time, how are people affording it? Unless you're yeah. a doctor, accountant, or a lawyer, how is the average person, like, you know, working at a grocery store yeah. or working in retail, how are they for affording to live here? So it's really, uh, people have probably a second job on the weekends. Yep, second jobs and roommates. Nora's okay. not telling you everything, though. Oh, Nora, what are you not telling us? You've got to, uh, th- to live in Florida, you got to have two jobs, a side hustle, and a little scamming on the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hence the rentals, the rental scams that are running rampant. Oh, there you uh, go. <laughs> we yeah. got to come up with a better scam. I we do. I think so, people have already capitalized on that one. We got to come up with a different one now. Yeah. I got one. Start a podcast. There you Start go. Podcast. Well, really That's the side hustle. That's not the scam. <laughs> oh, the scam whoops. is like what makes you the dirty money. <laughs> There's a whole new market that I recently discovered, and Phil was actually the one who's like, "You've got to figure out how they're doing this," and I did. Oh, tell um, me. So you can actually pay people. There are people who promote apartment approvals. And that's what they'll say. They'll say, if you need an apartment approval, hit me up. Like, I can help you. And I was like, what is this? What does that mean? Because I know the process, how you approve somebody through a software. And it's a whole process. So I'm like, well, how is this random person on Facebook saying they can get me an apartment approval? Right. And what they do is it's all fake documents. There is a a CPN, which is a fake social security number that comes up um, as no, no credit. So if you have terrible credit, they give you a fake social security number. They give you all this, these fake pay stubs, fake everything, and you use all of that to apply. And then your credit So you can have a criminal record. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, how do you, as a leasing agent, yeah, figure that out? All of that. How do you, yeah. So there's a couple of red flags. If you're a grown adult human and you and you come back as no credit, like right. NA, no credit at it's all. It's impossible. That's a red flag. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You okay. You, how did you, have you, you've had a cell phone, you've had a car, oh, you've had a, a bank account. Like there are too many things that you have to use your credit for that you should never come back as no credit found. Right. Like unless you're not from this country and you have no social security number. Otherwise, that's a huge red flag. Okay. Um, not being able to get in touch with like the company that you're saying you work for, not being able to find an HR department or manager. Has this ever come or, across your desk, something yes, like this? Ooh. It has, yes. Mm. Um, and, and in which case, I have to do more research. I have to do more digging. We have to start 
calling um, companies and cross-verifying and referencing things to try to get more information. And if the if things aren't just adding up and it really seems like we can't get enough information right. to prove, like I can't prove your income. Yes, you gave me the pay stubs. Right. But I can't seem to get a hold of anybody on the phone to tell me that these are real. Right. Um, but, you know, honestly, there's, there are people are smart. They know how to get past Okay, all this so what stuff. do you tell them? Like when you know it's a fake, like when you yeah. go back, yeah, when you, what does a yeah, I want to know what that like. phone call looks like. I mean, it sounds it's like typically not a phone call. Sadly, it's usually a text because you don't email. like to talk. <laughs> you don't want to talk to no. them. I, I don't like confrontation. It's not up for discussion oh, anyway. I'm not, I want to call them. I want to call them. Oh yeah, tell Denise them wants to call credit them. because of um, because we have credit credit or income or whatever that you just don't meet our qualifications. And do they ever come back and say? give you a, a hard time with it because yeah. you know, they paid money for this so they are not figuring out why they're not passing when they just paid someone yeah. to provide them with the fake documents mm -hmm. yeah so do they give you any hard time they do they I, i'll get pushed back from time to time and honestly i feel bad because i know people are just trying to survive and it's mm. you know i hate right. that i'm put in a position to kind of have to tell people i can't help them right um but i've also on the flip side of that i have like just recently um friday I had a new move in and she was a young single mom that was living in a shelter. She mm. was in a horrible shelter downtown, like the scariest place. And it took several weeks for her to get the help she needed um, to help with the deposit. She was right. the shelter was going to help her with the deposit money. And it was a lot of paperwork and back and forth. Um, but this woman, she has two jobs. She's been working two jobs and just keeping her head down till she could save up the money she needed. And she got approved. She, oh, wow. her, she was able to pay some things off, build her credit up, show proof of income because she was working two jobs. Right. She had everything in place. We were able to verify everything, and she was able to get approved and moved Great into story. the department. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, okay. you know, those things, like, yeah. I tell people all the time, I've, I've seen people who will do the work, and I've seen people who won't. Right. Oh, okay, okay. And the people who call up Tony two times who swears <laughs> it's going to work and gives you a new Social yeah. Security number. Oh, people try to get <laughs> Tony two times time. said this okay. was a lock. What's going What's, on? Tell me the best story. Like tell me, tell me one of the funniest things that have ever that has ever happened. Oh gosh. Um, so I was and someone finishing. trying to get over. I was oh someone trying to get over on us. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, let's see. So I've definitely had people where you just kind of knew that everything they were telling you was just not true. Like their mm -hmm. their stories were just all over the place. I had somebody come in and um, actually recently I had somebody come in. He was saying his brother was homeless. He was trying to help him. Um, that he had a check for $10,000. Oh, okay. When they start off like yeah. that, you know, right? He's like, we'll give this to you right now for rent if you can just sign a lease. Sign the guy, sign a lease for the guy. Like, give us a lease, give him an apartment. I'll give you this check right now to pay for the next three months of his rent. I'm just trying to get him off the street and get him in into the apartment. And it was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, what? If that doesn't make sense. I'm like, why do you, like, can't you just go to the bank, open a bank account, like, go through the normal yeah. right. procedure? And he was like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not going to work. Like, just, I'll just give you this check right here. And it was, it was a whole thing. So I ended up having his brother do the application like we would anybody else. And I mean, he had a criminal record. He was on the sex offender list. He had oh. horrible, horrible credit, like all of these things. I was going to say, it was either that or terrorism, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but the guy was literally trying to buy me off. He was like, right. you know, you know. Just to pay I mean, it all up front. Yeah, just pay it all up front to bypass all of that. And I was right. like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, sorry. Wow. I, I've had other, I had another guy too that ended up being on the sex offenders list. And, and he told me in the beginning, like, oh, it was a long time ago. It was... He didn't tell me he was on the sex offenders list. He told me there was just a thing that might come back in his background. But, oh, that was from like 20 years ago. And it was just this girl. She was just trying to get to me and made up stories about me and all of this stuff. And then he does the application. It comes back and I'm like, 
I can't let you move in here. <laughs> like yeah. it's still on your yeah. record. I don't know what the I, the story or the situation is, but this is what the right. government is saying. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it's very oh. interesting. Okay, so now tell us a really funny one. Um, so the funniest thing I've dealt with is actually a resident. I had, well, I had a, a young girl was in the office signing a lease, getting ready to move in. Her mom was there and you could just tell it was her first, the girl's first apartment. The mom was really nervous. Like I'm, I'm trying to like let her do it, but also like jumping in uh -huh. to, and you could just tell like she was nervous. The girl was excited. Um, and one of the residents comes inside and tells me that his neighbor was playing music really loudly. And he's like, I looked outside to see, you know, what all the commotion was. And he had his penis in his hand. Oh. And, he, and he was like, and he was pissing on the side of his car. Oh. And he he's telling me this in the office, standing over me, telling me this story while I just finished explaining to this mom that it was a safe community no. for her daughter oh. to live in. And so I, I just had to kind of laugh it off and say, well, obviously, that's not acceptable. Like. You know, obviously it's poor manners. I'll definitely oh make gosh. sure to send it. The mother notice. left there like a bundle of nerves. She's like, what was, am I doing? Thankfully, they were really cool about it. Like they kind of laughed it off and uh -huh. like they, you know, they weren't ruffled about it at all. Um, funny enough, the daughter worked for like the youth correctional facility. So, oh. so oh. she was like, I don't care. <laughs> she was, you know, she was cool with it. But yeah, it was a, that was a funny one. We get a lot of dealing with the residents yeah. um, is always interesting. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. The stories you could tell. Yeah. Tell. <laughs> That's so. a lot of, a lot of craziness. People are all over the place because you're dealing with them at, on like the, their level because right. you're in their home and their yeah, space. Yeah. For so sure. they do not hesitate to tell you things you don't want to know. Oh, a hundred percent. Too much information all the time. It sounds like. Oh yes. Very much so. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's great. Okay, well, so let's let's uh, talk about some of your favorite spots, okay. restaurants, uh, things to do here in the city mm -hmm. that locals do because we all know, yeah. you know there's a list and every hotel you go into there's a whole rack of cards where you can go to Gatorland and all this yeah. other stuff and it's but we want to know like the real deal like what do what do you do what do locals do where do you see people who are Orlandans, is that yeah. the word? <laughs> yeah. Orlandans, Orlandians? Orlandoans. Uh, Orlandoans? Is, yes. that, is that the proper terminology? Sounds Phil? like it. Orlandoans, okay. yeah. Orlandoans? Well, Where do they I go? Have, you know, I have three kids, and so I, I tend to try to do things that are a little bit more budget-friendly um, and also easier to manage all of the kids. Right. So we're, we're really big on the parks. There's so many, not the theme parks, like the smaller local parks. There's a lot of really great local parks like Barber Park, um, they have splash pads. They have tennis oh. courts and basketball. Oh, and, like, they nice. have everything you can have. We love park days. So we – and the weather out here, obviously, everyone knows it's either excruciatingly hot yeah. or great. Uh, Those splash true. pads come in handy. Very much That's so. where the kids run and the thing squirts yeah. up and all that. Yeah. Those are really fun. I okay. mean, there's so many of them all over the place. They're really easy to find. I love the Orlando Science Center. Okay. That's another really fun one for just, like, an afternoon trip with the kids for a few hours, especially if you go – during the week, um, like in the afternoon when it's quiet, if you can, if you can do that. Right. Um, there's a bit, we mostly kind of focus on that. Like I'll even take the kids to the Florida mall and we'll just walk around the Florida mall. That's I used a, to, I used to work there. Did you? Yeah, I worked at, I don't know if there's still a Ruby Tuesdays there or not, but I worked I in one know. there. It's it, probably are not there. Malls yeah. are changing quite a bit. They're not, they're like kind of ghost towns now. There's not as much going oh, on, it was unfortunately. It was brutal back then. So I can yeah. really imagine how, yeah. you know, Was it dead? Amazon, 
totally dead. I worked uh, so hundred years ago. How could oh my it be gosh, dead? I worked a ten hour shift one day. I think I made thirty six dollars. Oh, that's horrific. Like that. It was brutal. You it was can when make I more first moved here. holding up those signs that says cell phone store here. Oh yeah, cell yeah. Phone store dressed here. as like a comic book uh -huh. character. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally up my alley. That's funny. Lake Eola is obviously a fun place to go because yeah. there's so, especially if you go during the, like the farmers market they have once a month. Right. There's a lot of farmers markets too that happen. In oh, is that right? Communities. A lot okay. of little parks. That, that's always really, really fun. So like for me, because when we are trying to be budget conscious, that's usually something we'll do is we'll mm -hmm. go out to one of the farmer's markets, we'll go have a park day, um, we'll go to the mall, Lake Yola, like those are some of my favorite things to yeah. do. Um, I'm not a big like social person as much, so I don't do a lot of like going out. Right. But when I do, um, I there's a few spots downtown in downtown okay. Orlando that I love. And I don't go downtown a lot because it is kind of crazy out there sometimes. Yeah. Um, but Stardust Lounge, Stardust Lounge is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, so right upstairs above Stardust Lounge is a tiki bar. So it's like kind of like you okay. get two in one. Oh. So martinis and mai tais. Exactly. I like and it. The vibes are really one. cool. Yeah. There, it's a very like retro, um, really really interesting vibe there. So that's one of my favorites. Um, as far as like foods. So Gringos Locos is one of is definitely one of my favorites. I don't that's know if a Mexican restaurant. There. So it's not a restaurant. It's actually just a taco like place where okay. it's, it's a small little box of a restaurant and they actually did great during the pandemic because their business model is all just to get go. in get it and go yeah right. it's all to go so it's so, more like a counter window or something yeah like that. and they have like those ghost kitchens where yeah. you just do DoorDash oh, wow. and all that okay. kind of stuff but their restaurants yeah you walk up you wait, order wait, wait. what's a go. ghost kitchen uh, do you want to explain? So a ghost kitchen is essentially just where they only cook the food. There's no place for people to go in and order or to sit down or to anything like that. It's all for like online delivery. They became really popular, some in L.A., but mostly Wait, in New York. So I can't the walk up and pick it up myself. I have no, to have you, someone but you bring can it. order it on Grubhub and yeah. they'll deliver it to you. Yeah. So it can be made out of someone's apartment kitchen, basically. Yeah, but, kind of. but it could be. Yeah. <laughs> There's but, rules, though. I know in order to have a ghost kitchen, like it has to be regulated and okay. like, yeah. and all that. Okay, kind so of they, stuff. they did the ghost kitchen thing. Then. They did the ghost kitchen thing and all of their they have several different locations all over Orlando. Oh, they do. They're, they're like a chain. Yeah. Yeah, they're a small chain. It's a local chain. It's, it's a, called Gringo's. What? Gringo's Locos. Okay. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. a fun one. And is there one around hunter. here? There is one around here, actually. Um, actually, no. Is there one around? I always forget that we're like in a different. We're not. Place. We're not. We're not in the old studio. Nora. <laughs> yeah, Phil, yeah, you need to put a Gringo's Locos here in the uh, podcast doctor studios. Yeah. I would love to because their place is amazing. It's really. And, it's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two votes. Yeah, it's really good. Food. Okay. Good. Um, and you know, there's a lot of like fun local restaurants. Some of my favorites are right. So Orange Avenue is a popular street that goes right through downtown. So okay. it's just a very long street that can take you. As far as like over by UCF area and uh -huh. all the way into downtown. Um, but there's a lot of restaurants along that way. And then when you kind of branch off from there and go off into like Mills and the Thornton Park area and all that, there's um, is it there's like a little little Vietnamese area. Oh, my God. I was just about to say that little little Saigon. Yeah, that's what it is. There's little a little Saigon, Saigon in Orlando is. now. Is it off Mills? I yeah, think? Mills. Yeah, so, Mills right, so off of Mills. Oh, my gosh. Street. That wasn't here in 100 years ago. No. Go there, ahead. there were no Bon Mies yeah, to no. be had oh, in Orlando when I lived here. Place, there's so many ramen places and pho places. What? Like all up and okay. down that road. That's crazy. So what road is that? Mills. Mills. Okay. Yeah, Mills Avenue. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good to know. We found Orlando, we call it the um, 
corporate restaurant haven. Mm -hmm. There's corporate restaurants everywhere. Sort of here you say, oh, this is a mom and pop or this is locally owned. It's such a breath of fresh air because yeah. I always equate Orlando with Chili's, TGI Fridays, <laughs> uh, Ruby Tuesdays, yeah. Miller's we were, Ale and House. And when we were, oh. on, we were on Phil's podcast <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks back, and I said, it seems like in every strip mall, there is yeah. a sports bar called Ricky McDickles or something <laughs> like that. Like it's the silliest, most Irish, That's corniest funny. names that you can come up with. And I just see them all over. Those are for the tourists. Yeah. Okay. Is <laughs> that what are, that, okay. Those are definitely for the tourists. They think okay. when you think Florida and you think certain specific things, those yeah. are just what everyone's kind of comfortable yeah. and knows. But the locals, there's so many mom and pop restaurants, like small businesses, like that's where they go. And so there's been a food explosion yeah. in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Can I, can I give you all a recommendation? Yes, sure. please do. All right, so there's a place uh, close to our, where the old studio was, Nora, mm -hmm. uh, a little south of that, a city called Edgewood. Uh, right on the corner of Edgewood, it's still on Orange Ave, but it's called, um, I can't actually say the word, but it's F Your Diet. Oh, uh, you know what? That's not there anymore. They closed it. They closed it. <laughs> they turned it into a Gator yes. McTaters. <laughs> so it actually it actually didn't stand for what you thought it stand, stood for, though. It stood for Foster Kid Your Diet, and it was run by some people who were foster kids. And they were talking about how much they hated the, the food in, like, the foster care system. Legit, I can imagine. So yeah. it, was, it was comfort food. It was, like, bowls of, Gigantic like, comfort food. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, they didn't and make it. It's not oh. there anymore. There, there's like a Mexican food place that's going in there now. Oh my gosh! It's a, this one now. little corner. Well, I hope it's because they all got adopted or something. <laughs> Holy cow! Is the, there's something with this one little corner where this restaurant is um, off of? Let's see, it's Hoffner and Orange, mm -hmm. and no restaurant can survive in that in that building oh it's one this of those this is like the fourth one in the last like three years we've known yeah. oh yeah. Like yeah the we french restaurant closed like cock then there was like an irish pub they have irish pub shifty mcginnis <laughs> Your Honor, I rest my case. When an Irish pub can't survive, it's, there's like a ghost in that building. When an Irish pub cannot survive. Place. I know. There's something about oh that place. Gosh. Shifty McGinnis. That was a good one, Phil. Yeah. That was a good like, one. The, more, like, the further you go down Orange Avenue, there's so many restaurants. Um, like there's So the porch on Orange, there's two of those. There's one in Winter Park. And there's one in Orange, same owners. Oh. Um, my boyfriend's actually the the manager of the one on South Orange. Okay. Amazing food. The service the is great. Okay, check it's that out. The very, food trucks, too. Don't what? forget about the food trucks. Oh, oh wait, where's yeah. that? Hold I on, told, tell I told us. You, you did, yeah. okay. Where do we go for the food trucks, Phil? So there's a place called the Food Truck World. It's a little south of Orlando. Very creative. Is that uh, the one on Colonial? No, it's off of 192. Okay. It's literally like a huge area. That's just like 80 to 90 to 100 food trucks. What? And it's all types of all 100 types of food trucks. 100 yes. food trucks. And you can just literally like yeah. Wait, walk and choose. Is it a Monday want. through Friday? They're is open it a weekend every day, thing? Every day. Okay, is it near here? Yeah, it's about 25 minutes. Okay, from we're here. going oh to the food truck. Yeah, What's we're it called? Drop food truck. Yeah, <laughs> <between laughs> two of us. You know, food trucks are so expensive. They're expensive. I know. They are. But they're expensive. so damn good. Thirty-five dollars for so a lobster roll. Yes, yeah. I know. It is true. Yeah. Forty-five dollars. My favorite. For are, my favorite are like the uh, Asian tacos. Like, like when they. What when the hell's an Asian taco? Like like when they fuse uh, two cultures together and you get oh. like. You know, yeah, I know. I don't like that. You get like kimchi tacos or something. Uh, it's awesome. There's a place called Tin and Taco that does that too. Oh. That's another popular like local spot. What's it called? Tin and Taco. Oh, and okay. they do like all different kinds fusion of type. fusion tacos. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But there's I'm so there's sucker. so many. I mean, there's Van Berries, the Waterfront. 
the and the further down you go, you start getting into some of you know like the Applebee's and like um the bar, like Four Rivers Barbecue place. Is Four Rivers a uh, chain? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when okay when we start seeing the chain restaurants, we turn the car around and go back <laughs> that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. What's a good? Okay. Let's go. Okay. Best barbecue in Orlando. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Best barbecue. Sunny's. No, I I have to argue with that. Yeah. There's no way. It's, really? it's, Maybe I haven't it's had it's enough a, barbecue places. I'll tell you, it's the hood dude on the corner of Silver it, Star. He's right. He's right. Man. So if, the, <laughs> if you can find a barbecue place that doesn't have a name, it just says barbecue on it. Or like the same thing with like a seafood place or okay. something like that. It may not be the best neighborhood, but it's going to be the best. Yeah, the, the hood dude on the corner. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. the best barbecue. <laughs> What's the best sure. Italian? Oh, the best Italian. Oh, my gosh. So on Curry Ford and Bumby, and I think, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's just called like Italian Kitchen, but it's like, it's a little mom and pop place. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a okay. little mom and pop. And also Buttercrust Pizza is good for pizza. Yeah, we we lost Katina. There was an Italian, it was an Italian restaurant that closed. It was on, it was on um, OBT. Yeah. It was a staple in Orlando. It's, Orange so Blossom Trail. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the like little the little spots that are on the corner. That's what we're always on the hunt yeah. for. Yeah. So, but it's hard to find. Is church? Is church? It's always hard to find. Why? Because there's a TGI Fridays like right everywhere. there. <laughs> no, they don't have TGI Fridays anymore. It's actually Chili's. Yeah. Um. So is Church Street even popular anymore? Not really. Not who as much goes as to Church Street. You know, it, you, more more tourists people. Okay. And like maybe like maybe more the people that work in that area. So okay. like if you work in the businesses down there and yeah. you're going for a drink or dinner after work, that may be the place to go. If you're having a wedding reception somewhere, that yeah. that's the place to go. Everybody's getting slushies at Fat Tuesdays. Is that still there? Fat Tuesdays? No, I don't think that's so. That's gone. It's, yeah. a, it's still a city walk though. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the only place yeah. that I know of where okay. it's a city walk. It. Yeah. yeah, downtown has definitely become more of like a corporate like happy hour type place got it yeah got it yeah and this just the rent has been mm-hmm. outrageously high so it's it has to be a mega mega corporation that, oh, oh God. yeah because you know the average person isn't making money to open up a hair salon downtown right, when, right. You know, no way no. There's, businesses and restaurants are struggling down there there's been a lot of turnover mm. yeah but no one will think about lowering their rent it makes mm. no sense it's right. so crazy so basically though Nora, there is more to do in Orlando than just go to the theme park. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much more to do out here. And there's a lot of things to do that are inexpensive. And, you know, if you're willing to spend a little bit of money, there's you can do so many little things throughout the day between, you know, stopping at museums and, and shows and eating. Like, there's so many things to do. Yeah. Yeah. How many days do you think someone should stay here when they're coming to visit? Like, what's a good amount of time? I think four to five days is a good amount of time. Oh, okay. You need to definitely spend, you know, you want to go to the parks, do your thing at the parks. Um, But also go, like, check out the beaches. Maybe don't oh, go to, like, yeah. Cocoa Beach is the one beach everybody goes to. Yeah. But maybe, like, venture out a little bit more and, and go to some of the other beaches. Um, what would you suggest? So I know Clearwater is a popular one, too, um, just because it's less crazy and less okay. crazy. It's also really beautiful mm-hmm. out there. And then if you're going to be in, like, the Cocoa Beach area, there's other areas outside of, like, where the pier is. Mm-hmm. Got it. Because the pier area where the restaurants and all that are, that's where, like, the crowds are. That's where everybody right. goes. If you kind of just go up the coast or down the coast a little bit, you'll find so many other little beachy spots that are quiet and private. New so hit Ron beach. John's and then go somewhere else. Like, yeah. Like, venture out a little further. Yeah, just kind of. Drive down the coast. There's so many other little parks um, that are along the coast that are 
fun and, and not as crowded. Public access, I presume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, public or you access. just pay. Uh, you can drive. I forget. I always forget. You could drive on the beach here. You we can. can. We can never do that on the West Coast. Yeah. So, like you could. You could pay your parking fee or whatever. And yeah, but there's a lot right of them where like you you pull off of one little side street and there's a huge public parking lot and you just. Yeah. Walk down the. They make it very easy here for you to mm-hmm. enjoy yourself without nickel and diming you. It's so it's so much easier than on the West Coast for yeah. sure. Um, so, do you see yourself staying here forever? No. <laughs> oh well. what? No. Um, I think that for me, because I do have a family, and I do have. I think I'm kind of entering a different phase in my life where uh-huh. I'm looking to kind of go someplace that's quieter, what? slower pace. Are you serious? Yeah. You're I, so young. From being in Cal, like growing up in Los Angeles in California and yeah. then coming here, I've always been in places that were really high paced and really fast moving. And, mm. and I want to go someplace that's a little calmer and a little quieter. And I don't mind driving 15 minutes out, you know, to go to a grocery store or whatever. I My dad lives in Ohio and I used to fight it ever, the idea of moving to Ohio. But then I went to visit him and I was like, I kind of like Where that. in Ohio? Cincinnati. I'm from Youngstown, yeah. near that area, yeah. Okay. Cincinnati is a great area. It is. It's way different than it was when yeah. I was a kid. So. And I, I don't know if Ohio would be the place, but it really opened my mind yeah. up to the possibility of a different way of life outside of May the we suggest, hmm. uh, right across the river, we have friends. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we do. We have, fr- we have friends. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. In Covington, Kentucky. You should okay. definitely look yeah. at Covington. It's across. the. You can walk. That which I beautiful. thought was so cool that like you yeah. can get there so yeah. fast. There's Ludlow. There are a handful of little areas around. You might there. like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's worth not, it's worth a look. Why not stay in Orlando? Why not? I'm sorry. Why not stay in Florida? Florida has a lot of little hidden I've pockets. I thought about it. I yeah. have. I thought about venturing out to the coast because mm-hmm. it is cheaper out there to live right now, and it's you know kind of an undiscovered gem. So I've thought about that because I love the water. Also yeah. being back by the water, and so it's, I'm open to it. But I've also kind of want to experience living somewhere where there's actual seasons. Like oh, I would love to experience. You've never a real had fall. that. I've never had no, that. No, you've never living had in no. LA and then coming here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, have you ever had a White Christmas? No, only when I've gone to like visit my dad. Yeah, and, that's you know, it. Visit only it when she goes to Kissimmee. <laughs> Not that kind of White Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I would say Ohio has what? Yeah, you see, see snow there. So, yeah. Okay. But wow. I'm not, I don't do great in the cold either. So I'm like, but then again, the wardrobe is different. It's true. When we went to visit, I we took all of our winter clothes uh-huh. and we immediately were like, this is not enough. It's like not. we had to go and buy jackets yeah. and long yeah. like, underwear and socks and everything. So yeah, your little cotton sweaters are not going to cut it in right. Ohio winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but yeah. then I can wear boots and wear really cute Super jackets. Super cute. Winter like, clothes are the best. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of, that's part of my like argument for why I'm, I'm thinking of leaning in that direction. Got it. You have to change your handle. Makes sense. I know, right? But I was like, that's great. Cincinnati's be, too long of a name. I can you gotta, be Nora you gotta, Loves everywhere. Like, you know, oh, you can do that. wherever that's I move, true. it can just change where, wherever I'm at. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Well, look, we certainly appreciate the time you've given us today. Thank and you. basically, it felt like an ask a local for us. You uh, <laughs> telling us all about Orlando. We have a whole section of town now where we can go for yes. little restaurants that we never even knew about and 100 food trucks and all that. And we can't thank you enough for uh, especially giving us some intel and some inside info from the viewpoint of being a leasing agent. We yeah, really appreciate of course. That. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> all right. That's going to wrap up this episode. We will see you guys next week why don't you take them out empty nest full tank check the mic and make sure it sound right boys